Welcome to episode 33, Don't Drink Your Own Pee Unless You Have To, a Story Mode, a video game podcast. The official podcast of StoryModeGaming.com brought to you by Fan Critical. The full house tonight. We've got the whole crew here. I'm your host, Jesse Munro, and I'm joined by Simon Evans. I can tell you right now, Bear Grylls turned off immediately because you said Good. don't drink your own pee. And he's like, well, I can't listen to podcasts. He's, he's, what a podcast what he, made, is like, this? he made like an iPhone out of like an acorn or something like that. Get the fuck out of here, Bear Grylls. <laughs> His name's Bear. Whatever. Get I know, out of here. Pretty cool name, though. Josh Cutter. Hi. Keelan Simpson. Hello. And Laura McLean. Hey. Hey, hey, hey. hey. I'm walking hey. here. I'm walking here. Oh, God, right. not, not fucking Spider-Man <laughs> things again. Careful, he's a hero. Do a flip. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't going to, but thank you for bringing up Spider-Man. Swing those cranes <laughs> over here. The more we bring, the more we talk about Spider Man in this podcast, the more for one we just realize, hey, let's just dish the fucking video games because who gives a shit about video games? You know what I mean? Yeah, Spider Man. Mm-hmm. Okay, I've already watched it three I times go- this week in the one day, but that's fine. Fucking hell! Back in two thousand and two, when you bought uh, a, t- a new TV, did you get a free video game with it? No. Everyone seemed to have, seemed to get a copy of Spider Man. That's why everyone has the film. Tobey Maguire is in all of our households and all of our hearts. Simon, that's your fault. You shouldn't have brought Spider-Man. You shouldn't have invoked the, the Holy Spirit. Do you, guys re- do you guys remember the, the song from the first Spider-Man by Chad Kroger? Yeah, hero. Yeah. Yeah. hero. Hero save us. Okay. What a jam. I'm going I'm to put it out there. Right, right. This is a mildly controversial opinion. Um, Nickelback is actually pretty fucking good. Oh. For everyone listening, just note that Simon is from WA. Lauren, hold your tongue. Hold your right. tongue. Right, everyone, everyone likes to shit on Nickelback. I had this conversation maybe 20 minutes ago, so that's why it's on my mind. Everyone likes to shit on Nickelback, but I can guarantee as soon as fucking Rockstar starts playing, every <laughs> fucking person <laughs> sings it. Everyone. Lauren and I might have been singing Rockstar I specifically Rockstar asked for today. it on our Google Home today. <laughs> <laughs> Cooled out. Yeah. We right, don't like to admit shit. it, but this is a pro-Nickelback household. It is. Excellent. At least because I can laugh household. at it. Well, that's the thing. Like, they're not great, but they're, they're good enough. They're okay. They're fine. He's fine. Keelan, are, you, fine. are you with me on this one, Keelan? <laughs> Jesse? For fuck's sake. <laughs> Jesus <Jesse>. Christ. <laughs> they got some good songs, you man. i got to give them Kroger, whatever his name is. Chad Kroger. Fun fact, <sighs> previously married to Avril Lavigne, who we also listen to on a regular. <laughs> on a regular basis. Household. Okay, uh, Avril Lavigne was... Like, let's just say Chad was punching well above his weight oh, when he oh, was yeah. married yeah. to Apple. Mm, let's mm-hmm. be honest. Look, we got a Chad insult in there, so I'm happy with that. Yeah. That <laughs> we snuck it in there. <laughs> God damn it. Okay, I got a question for, for you, Josh. You've been playing the new Crash. You've been oh, playing yeah. Crash Bandicoot 4. Oh, yeah. It's about time. I started yeah. playing it this weekend as well. Does anyone else? Simon Kill? No, I uh, I bought the one copy to pass over to the winner. Of the competition. Yes, congratulations. We had a competition over on our uh, Facebook page. Make sure you follow that. We're going to have some more competitions coming up shortly. Um, I Maybe we'll get more into this during the week over on the, on the site, but I think this is the new, the best Crash game. The new gold standard. I fucking love it. <laughs> yeah, I, like, I don't think you're wrong in saying that. Um, they do a lot to change it. They've, like, modernized it in a lot of like ways I wasn't expecting at all. Um, 
Yeah. At the same time, I feel like it has changed its identity a bit to become more like Celeste or Super Meat Boy or something. And they've kind of changed the way the game's designed because of that. And it makes me think about, this might be something I might put up on the site, um, but it's really made me think about how maybe the outrage for Insane Trilogy and everybody saying it was too difficult and it was bullshit um, might have influenced the decision to make it the game this way. Like by default, there's no lives in this game. Um, and it just kind of encourages you to kind of like keep on smacking your head against that wall until eventually you pass it, just like Celeste or Super Meat Boy. I, I do appreciate that in Celeste, though, where it's like, look, dying is a good thing. It means that you're learning. Yeah, it's like, well, I feel like not always. Sometimes I just press the wrong button at the wrong time and fucked <laughs> up. I feel like they're totally leaning, yeah, towards that, though, where it's just kind of trial and error. Um, and it gels really well with it. Um, I think it does give it a kind of different tone, however. Um, yeah. But the option is there to still have lives and it, like, still works exactly the same as it always has. And you don't miss out on anything, no matter how you play. Um, that's cool. And I just, I mean, I, I put the lives on just because that's what I'm used to. Um, and I haven't missed uh, anything. I haven't missed And that's okay. The other two games I've been playing lately have been Hades and Spelunky 2. So yeah. if a game's going to be like, you're not going to die completely, you'll be fine. Like, oh my God, thank you. And like, it, it's one <laughs> of those things where like the lives haven't really played into anything. Like they've stuck where they've stuck, like around 40 or so. And I've, they've, move very little not because i'm great yeah. at the game but just because you get so much wampa fruit you to add so up and give you give you way more lives um so it doesn't really become an issue um i just prefer that kind of i don't know it's just what i'm used to with the franchise but it's it's interesting uh, i wonder if it is some kind of indication of where the franchise is gonna end up going um but yeah no uh, crash 4 is way better than it has any right to be i think as somebody who has always defended yeah. crash um it's yeah, it's 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 really great, um, and the all the other characters they add in and everything to spice it up and give it a bit more variety. But you're never doing anything all too different as what you're doing as Crash Bandicoot. You know, you're not um, piloting a tank or a you know a plane or anything <laughs> like you did in some of the other games, <laughs> um, and that kind of is where it lost its way. But here, the way they kind of spice things up is just putting familiar spins on the classic gameplay instead of changing it completely. And I, I think that works way better than Proto Crash 4 Wrath of Cortex on PS2. Yeah, that was, that was a game. That was a game. Speaking of <laughs> speaking of games, huh? I could use that as a segue for anything. Yeah, I? just about. Absolutely. Yeah, game podcast. I'm a goddamn idiot. Except for Spider-Man. Because <laughs> that, uh, wow. that has no games, infamously. Infamously, <laughs> <The> <laughs> few games that one. Um, unpopular gaming opinions. So this idea kind of came about from anyone's on Twitter. They would have seen their their uh, timeline flooded a week or two ago with people sharing unpopular gaming opinions, along with this image from something or other, a bunch of like swords that some guy throws. It's like, what unpopular game opinion would give you this give you this reaction? A lot of them were were, were dumb. But I thought, hey, fuck it, let's do this as an episode. <laughs> so we're going to go through our own unpopular gaming opinions. These may not be the most unpopular ones we have. These are just some of them. And then a few um, we've had from a few listeners. Um, and if you like the idea of that, in the future, we'll definitely have a few episodes like this. So we'll reach out to the community. Uh, make sure you're following us on Facebook and Twitter and all the things. And we'll, uh, we'll reach out. But first up, Gielan, you reckon Final Fantasy VI 
is superior to Final Fantasy VII in every way. Yes. Elaborate. Absolutely. Final Fantasy VI is a better game. It's got better graphics. It's got a better soundtrack. It's got better writing, better characters. Gameplay is debatable because gameplay, it's a JRPG. It didn't really change too much between that that time period between 1994 and when um, Final Fantasy VI or three, depending on where you are in the world, came out, and Final Fantasy VII. But the difference being Final Fantasy VII had a massive marketing budget and it also had fancy polygonal graphics. So it looked nice. Nice being in uh, quotation marks there. <laughs> it looked terrible. It looked awful, but it was 3D. And that was that was what made the difference. But Final Fantasy VI had these incredible characters. It dealt with these amazing themes. It did things that you didn't really expect as well. The villain wins, that kind of thing. Like, absolutely incredible. And... It was kind of overlooked because I think a lot of people just didn't play it. But, Keelan, I haven't played either one of these games, but I know more about Final Fantasy VII due to the remake coming out this year. And I've seen it. I know a little bit of the storyline and stuff like that. What was FF6 about? What was the sort of the, the notes on that? What was it about? Basically, a group of people come together. There's an evil clown, tries to take over the world. <laughs> Hold up. Sorry, sorry. Apparently <laughs> there. Sorry, what, sorry, sir. <laughs> um, can we? Can you like edit in like a record scratch there? No. <laughs> Damn it. Unnecessary. Simon, you, Simon, you're editing it this week. Uh, am I? I don't think we've got any editing software, but sure. Damn it's it. basically that, though. There's an evil a clown. clown. He, like an actual clown? Okay. You summed um, it up. He manages to <laughs> manipulate his way into becoming the leader of a massive empire thing and eventually ascends, ascends to become a god. He's creepy as hell. <laughs> he yeah. destroys the entire Kefka. world. Kefka's fucking insane. The clown rises to the, the head of an empire, eventually gets COVID. <laughs> hey, we got political for a second there. <laughs> Cop that. Hey, Donald, um, video games anyway. aren't political. <laughs> Donald Trump, friend of the show. Uh, <laughs> no, he's not. Uh, <laughs> no, he's not. Get him out of here. Yeah, fuck off, to, Trump. To, to be clear, there's also um, the other... There's lots of threads to the story, and I guess the main character is, like, this girl with powers, and you kind of have to help her discover, you know, so, where <laughs> they come from, who she is. I think, I think a slightly... Slightly more detailed version of that would be in a world where magic no longer exists, you, you're, the main character is a girl who for some reason has the ability to use magic. She encounters and makes friends with a whole bunch of random people. It's very random. There's a lot of fucking characters in Final Fantasy VI. Um, and everyone has intertwining storylines. Everyone has different story beats and some people actually share musical motifs and stuff which is awesome like the way it's all threaded together is really fucking good um but yeah so like these this ragtag bunch of people essentially um are going on their adventure and during that whole time there's this evil powerful empire because final fantasy always has a fucking evil powerful empire um and yes this clown who starts off as like sort of a messenger um Tricks, manipulates, murders, all the way up. To, I, thought, to becoming, I just want to reiterate the point: an actual clown. Yeah, he's he's like a he, jester. Yeah, he's court like jester. Like a crusty the clown. Yeah. He, yeah, he's a court jester, and he starts off like becoming. He's like, mm. oh, he's a, 
a messenger boy, and then he becomes a trusted errand boy, and then he becomes like then he like kills four high ranking generals in about two seconds, right in front of you as well, and you're like, holy shit, he's just killed four of the most powerful characters we've met thus far in the story, like that. He's just murdered them. Sorry, I'm really as you may be able to tell, I'm stuck at a point here. <laughs> yes, it's a clown. At what point? Sorry, at what point? Does he be referred to as a murderer rather than a clown? Because I feel like at, at a certain point he went from being a clown exclusive. first and foremost to being a murderer. Name one clown that isn't a murderer. Mm. Oh, wait. Got you there. Dan corrected. Yeah. Dan the corrected. Joker. So, Keelan, <laughs> one thing I will say, I don't think you're wrong, um, but how much of Final Fantasy VII have you played? Not enough. Not like enough. The first- the first few hours, because I think, because I think something that um, played a role in the popularity of Final Fantasy VII was absolutely the marketing budget it was unreal at the time yeah. with demos and pizza giveaways and all kinds of dumb shit. Um, Pepsi, like you could, like Cloud was on Pepsi bottles and stuff, and the CG cutscenes. Oh, yeah. Every every yeah, advertising gorgeous campaign CG featured cut the CG cutscenes. That was part of it. Yeah, um, and then. I mean, like, the setting of Final Fantasy VII, I think, really made it stick out from any other game at the time. Um, I think that says a lot about it and how cool it was. And, like, with anime, of course, becoming more popular, having these more um, traditionally uh, anime (laughs) characters. (laughs) Um, I think that that played a large role into it. Having a guy with blonde kind of Goku hair makes you go like, huh. Yeah, all right. Yeah, I can I can try out this stuff. <laughs> Fuck yeah. 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 He's just like me. <laughs> He's just like me. Just before we move on to the next topic, I want, I'm going to go through each one of us. I want you to either say agreed, disagree, or no opinion. Okay? We're going to do this after every single one of these unpopular takes. So for me, no opinion. I haven't played either one. Have your little games. Have your little clown games. I don't care. Whatever. Josh? Final Fantasy VI is great. It deserves way more recognition and deserves a remake. But I prefer Final Fantasy VII. So Lauren? I do not agree. No opinion, unfortunately. Simon? Abstain. I agree. I think almost entirely. I think... It's the clowns, isn't it? Ooh. It's the clowns. Yes, it's the I, clowns. <laughs> I have a little bit of a thing with the clowns. No. <laughs> it's... <laughs> I think... When people look at Final Fantasy as a franchise and they go, oh, I want to play a Final Fantasy game, what game do I start with? The two biggest ones that come up in conversation are 7 and 6. And I think 6 has the better storytelling, it's got the better characters, and the music is just phenomenal. And it has aged way more. Way better. (laughs) That is true. Way way more. Way more. It's aged way more. Seven. it's, It's aged infinitely better. And it's also very accessible. So I've got two no opinions, one disagree, two agrees. All right. I wish I had like a gavel. Yeah. That is now set in stone forever. Wait, Move can I start throwing Josh. this out there? You're all contrarians. Get out of here. <laughs> Go back to your whole contrarians. Derivative. <laughs> um, Josh. Joking. You yes. reckon Mass Effect 1 was a fantastic leap forward from Knights of the Old Republic, but the sequels were so dumbed down it was unrecognizable. Yes. Um, I'm not going to pretend I'm the biggest Mass Effect fan uh, or that I've even finished all the games. Uh, I just, I jumped in when the games were released on PS3. Um, 
so back in the day, there was an exclusivity deal where the first Mass Effect was exclusive to 360 and PC. Um, it was a big deal. Um, and then when it eventually made the, the leap, the first game eventually came to PS3 after Mass Effect 3 had come out as like an afterthought kind of thing. Um, and that's when I picked up the trilogy and I started playing them as a young lad, um, knowing that these were, you know, everybody loved them and I wanted to hop in there and, you know, experience this story and like see video games as something more than just a way to waste your time. You just wanted to kiss the aliens. <laughs> That's what I want to I also it. wanted to bang some aliens. Damn, damn straight. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, and I, I jumped in, um, started playing the first one and it was a bit aged at the time, but as somebody who had played uh, Knights of the Old Republic quite a bit, um, on just relatives Xboxes and stuff throughout the years. I uh, I grew accustomed to it and I really started to enjoy it. Um, and by the end, like I was I was obsessed. <laughs> I loved it. Um, and I was really excited because I'd heard that, you know, they just got better and better. Uh, and I was just pumped to get to the next one and really get into the good games in the franchise because I was loving the first one. And uh, I finished up the first one late one night um, and then I hop, I pop in the second one and I started up. And it was just a third-person shooter. Like, it just seemed like Gears of War. And you always had your gun out. Like, it turns out that's the select button had to holster your weapon. But... The select button? Yeah. <laughs> so I was Why? just kind of... So I was kind of walking around third-person with my gun out with the crosshair up. And I was like, I want to interact. I want to go explore and, like, uh, up my dialogue skill and in my intelligence and, you know, weasel my way out of bars and stuff. And I was just like really disappointed that it just turned into like a third person shooter with RPG elements, which is like what so many other games were doing at that time. And that was fine. Mm -hmm. And that's, I love that. Um, It just wasn't what I was expecting. And I was enjoying this sequel to Knights of the Old Republic (laughs) that I like, I was super invested in. And then all of a sudden it was just not that anymore. It was just every other game I had ever played. Um, And I was extremely disappointed that I just gave up on it. About I can see in. where you're coming from with that. I mean, like you said, Mass Effect 1, because of the exclusivity deal with Mass Effect 1, I never got into the franchise at all. Yeah. But I've always heard about it, and everyone's talking about, like, you know, how you can romance different characters, you can have relationships with different characters, and that always seemed to be, like, the selling point because the rest of it is just a first-person shooter. Mm, yeah. But whenever I saw footage of the game, it was just the first-person shooter part of it. I was like, well, I, yeah, the thing this, is- This isn't gelling with what I'm hearing. In the first game, they like, you know, they pumped up the kind of tactical stuff they really honed in on in Dragon Age. Um, and I know that was still there and you could still use all your funky powers in the sequels and everything. Um, I just really liked the focus in the first one of it being kind of like- kind of like an immersive sim, kind of like an RPG and just all the dynamic different ways you could go about that story and exploring those environments. And I just felt it lost that as time went on and it it got better in different ways. It became more cinematic. The characters became more interesting. Um, Animations got way better. Combat became so much more smooth, but it just lost a lot of the character that I was invested in. Um, and it's disappointing when that happens, but I'm looking forward to giving it another try when they inevitably do get re-released next year. Um, the, the worst kept secret in video games. Yeah, just just <laughs> just announce it for fuck's sake. Yeah. We already it's know. Time. They're going to announce the game three weeks after it comes out. One last thing <laughs> is like I'm I'm excited to see how they because no doubt they're going to do an insane trilogy thing where they bring. Um, 
everything kind of in line with each other. So everything will kind of use the same systems and it'll be less of a less jarring jumping from one game to the next. Um, they'll incorporate some of those things they introduced in two and three into the first game. And I just want to know, um, you know, if it'll feel different to me or maybe I've grown and maybe I'll appreciate some of the changes they made a bit more. But I just remember just being so put off by like, am I supposed to role play as this when I've constantly got my pistol out? And I remember looking it up and people being like, well, why do you want to put your pistol away? It's a shooter game. You always want to be ready for an attack. And I'm like, that's not... But that's I, what I was the game saying, is. That's not what I was invested in. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. I'm just I'm just excited for this coming out on, on Switch so I can I can fuck aliens on the go. <laughs> oh, right? On the yeah. train? Really? Show it to the, the old mate next year. Yeah, check it out. Hey, yes, yes, hey. yes, grandma. I'm doing Disgusting. this. Okay, it's my time now. Welcome to 2020, the hellscape. You really should you really should have looked at the eShop more closely than there's so much crap on there you'll be able to find plenty. That is true. Hells, yeah. Alien, so much crap. Alien Kiss Simulator 2020. <laughs> oh, what's that? Sorry, you don't think two different races should get together? Well, what about two different species? <laughs> <laughs> she just leaves the trade. All right, let's put it to the vote. I'm gonna I'm gonna agree with you, Josh. We get one vote. Thank you. Lauren. Oof. I don't have much of an opinion, but from what I have seen, I have watched a lot of gameplay um, in the past of it. But yeah, I do kind of agree that when it, especially when it got to three, it was much more of a, this is how we're going to end up this action sequence instead of, you know, let's kind of make this a game in and itself. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I've only really dabbled with two personally and I only got maybe a quarter way through and I'm like, not for me. I'll watch you play it. <laughs> Tap out. <laughs> not doing it. Um, so I, I look sort of agree, like agree to the extent that I can with the opinion that I have. So there's that. Okay, I'll, I'll allow it. Like this is like going to court and being like he kind of sweating like over here. Holy like crap! He's a, he's, a, he's a little bit he guilty killed that one dude, just like but the others. Like <laughs> I know he's I know he's on death row, but like uh, just yeah, fuck it, do it. <laughs> Simon, what do you think? Um, I don't have an opinion on the Mass Effect series at all, so... It's all good. Yeah. Keelan? So, I wanted to confirm with you, Josh, you're, you say that Mass Effect 2 and 3 were not as good a Mass Effect game as the first one. I felt like they were just unrecognisable. <laughs> right. Yeah, I, I felt loved, like they could have been different games. I loved the first one, but I also loved the second one. They were slightly different but the second one had incredible characters and pacing and the story it was like it, you really had a sense of urgency it felt like a season of just a badass tv show i'll give you that yeah it, it yeah it was awesome it was fantastic but it was completely different to the first one so yeah. i think i will agree with you on this one oh, well that's canon lock it in <laughs> lock it in <laughs> it's in two in the story mode that book of franchise is fucking shit okay yeah. That's canon now. All right, next up we've got Jesse. That's that's me. Yep. Now, I think, and I don't even know if this is an unpopular opinion. I just don't think people want to talk about this enough. I reckon Nintendo gets a bit of a free ride when it comes to re-releasing games multiple times, dodgy hardware, and other quote-unquote controversies that other companies will get nailed for. First off, we've got the Joy-Con drift. So as majority of people who have Nintendo Switch would know, your analog sticks start to drift after... After a bit of use. Yeah, two weeks. 
Yeah, pretty much. I, I've heard people use it for like, you know, yeah, about two, three weeks and they're experiencing it. It bums me out, like trying to play Mario Odyssey the way it was intended with the Joy-Cons detached and you can't do it or so playing Mario it. Galaxy. So well, it's just like the, I don't know if I've got, I don't think I have drift, but there's enough interference that my movements aren't reliable at all especially in a platforming game like Mario Galaxy and Odyssey, oh. where it's like, I tried playing Mario Galaxy the way it was intended, like Wii Remote and Nunchuck style, and it was just- I'm lucky. I don't have Drift yet. Keel and Simon, do you guys have it yet? I do. Um, hang on. Let me just check my drawer of Joy-Cons, and I'll go through which ones do and don't have Drift. How many do you have now? Um, I've got, I think, six pairs. Sorry, not six. So, six so six Joy-Cons. I've got six twice. I've got right? six Joy-Cons. Well, partially. but uh, Partially. Because um, it was like, oh, cool. Like, a new colour, like, a new set of colours. Okay, so I want that. Yeah, okay. And so you kind of want the my favourite Joy-Con, which is the green one that I have in my hand right now, because it looks really good with one green, one blue. For listeners, he does. Like, <laughs> and it does. It, yeah, it's the best. It's the best colour combination that you can get. Um, now, it's got the worst drift I have ever seen. Now, could you imagine if Sony or Microsoft had that major issue with their controllers? Now, they've had issues with their consoles and their controllers in the past, but they set up some some sort of refund, some sort of like, they accept responsibility, okay, we will fix this to the best of our ability. Have those fixes always been great? No, but there's always been something. Nintendo has sort of just like wiped their hands up and said, nope, no returns. What Joy-Cons? Fuck you. Yeah. Exactly, what Joy-Cons? Nintendo Switch? We have Pro Never controls. heard of it. Do you want a Wii U? 30 bucks. <laughs> also last week it came out that in the fine print of the, of the manual for your Switch, which no one read, it says that you need to charge the console every six months or it's possible that your console will brick. Now, I charged mine for the first time in about three months um, recently and it took uh, a, a day and a bit to, to charge, to turn on. I was, I was stressing out. I thought it, it, it was fried. What happened? Like, they recently released the... Uh, What's the mini switch called? The one with the, the, light. the, 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 the Nintendo Switch Lite. So a lot of people will have two, which means a lot will have, you know, one they focus on, meaning the other one's being forgotten for oh, probably six months. Oh, okay. Oh, I see. <laughs> That's fucked up. Where's Is that mine? bricks? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Go and find. If you're listening to this right now, even if you're not planning on playing your Switch, you know, for a few more months, but it's been a while, go try and charge it. And... I cross my fingers for you because if it ends like the Joy-Con drift, they're not going to do shit all about it. I feel like now, I'm incredibly lucky because I always keep mine in the dock. That's like our home console one. Yeah. Um, that's our designated that's dock console. one. That's the Ring Fit console. And <laughs> so, Xenoblade and any other big screen games I want to play on there. Oh, fucking but, uh, Xenoblade. Yeah. Be, um, be still my beating heart. <laughs> <laughs> and then, like, we use our lights for everything else. Except we've got... Games are consistently at around 80 bucks. They don't have sales. They Jesse, don't really go down. I wanted to add on to that Joy-Con drift thing. Yo. A couple of days ago, a legal firm representing Nintendo released a statement about the Joy-Con drift. And in it, they used the phrase in reference to the Joy-Con drift that it, I'm quoting them, isn't a real problem or hasn't caused anyone any inconvenience. Yeah. Fuck you, Nintendo. <laughs> yeah. Jesus. All right. Like, now, All right. again, take Nintendo out of that and replace it with Sony. 
Could you imagine I, I absolutely the people would be agree crafting? with all of this, Jesse? All right. <laughs> Holy As, shit. And I love sorry, Nintendo. My last point, before, we, before we take it to the floor, my last point here, because I'm getting fired up, I'm getting full better course all on this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Content being locked behind fucking amiibos. No, I don't want a drawer full of your plastic shit. I have enough of it. Okay, I will locking what locking stuff. What kind of content is, are we talking though? I feel I have, just, I have a problem with that. Right, because I feel Laura like it's just always waving a, around amiibos threateningly towards me. <laughs> I feel like that was a problem with like the original Splatoon, where they had extra levels for the campaign locked behind amiibo. Yeah, I can't. I can't say and they they've ever with done that, that behavior. Again. Okay, okay, they, they haven't. I'll wipe it off the table. They haven't done okay. that since, I don't think. I, I, that they, never okay, all right, hang on. Allow, allow me allow me to intervene here as the resident Nintendo fanboy. All right, I'm going to interject. Um, overall, paid. I 100% agree with you, Jesse. Um, apart from the Amiibo thing, um, yes, it was an issue for, I think it was sort of like the first year and a bit that Amiibos mm-hmm. were around. Um, I think the last big game that held anything back was... Uh, Twilight Princess HD on the Wii U, where yeah. there was yeah the gauntlet. Ex- um, there was extra content that you could access with the Wolf Link amiibo. Um, I'll, I'll, I will take that back in that case because that that's kind of where my viewpoint of that happened. When amiibos first became a thing, I saw so much content locked behind. I'm like, I don't want a bar of any of this. So I haven't really seen it develop. But I if they're not doing I, anymore, I think a great example of when they did it correctly was with a Star Fox Zero. Yes, that game does exist. Yes, it is a legitimate Star Fox game, and I think it's a pretty fun game to play. Leave me alone. All right. <laughs> With that being said, um, there was two extra ships you could get um, if you had the relevant amiibos, Fox and Falco. You could get a couple of extra ships, and you could use them to play the game. You could unlock them at the end of the game anyway. So okay, if, they were okay, unlockable look- in their own way, but you could just get early ac- earlier access to them. If you so I wished. still think it's a bit, it's a little bit, a little bit slimy. I but, have okay, issues that, that, with I'll, it. I'll, I'll, I'll let that pass. But my but, other points still stand. Plus the whole re-releasing of games. I, yeah, it could just be this year because they're like, hey, the PS5 and the Series X slash S slash whatever the fuck they're calling it is coming out. We're gonna take a back seat, and then next next year we'll launch the Switch Pro or whatever, and we'll you know we're going to to hyperdrive. But they keep re-releasing old games this year. And it's so weird that you see Nintendo will have a, a direct that comes out of fucking nowhere. God damn it. Give us some lead in. We're trying to write for you guys. God damn it. <laughs> and they'll announce a bunch of, bunch of re-releases and, and remasters and, and what, what have you. And people are stoked on it. But then a few weeks later, you know, uh, a Sony or Microsoft showcase, they announce it. And it's like, everyone's like, oh, again? I don't understand this disparity okay. between yeah, Nintendo I, is, I, isn't I like... Yeah, they're not I, like some like oh they 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 just care about you. No, they're still a, a company and they're still doing dodgy shit. And I feel just- like they've just carved out their own niche where they're like this premium. They're not they're not part of the yeah, competition. Um, and in the last couple of years, it's specifically come well since the Switch has launched, um, where it's like well now they have a unified Nintendo system. We can't come at them about that. Um, but I still can't get along all my Game Boy Advance games I got on my 3DS or my Super mm. Nintendo games on there. I'm having to buy them for the third time now. Like, yeah. you, it's okay. You're giving it to me Only for free with online. <laughs> Only your third? Oh, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> the fucking Wii Virtual Console wants to work yeah, with man, you. Is this not I a missed it on the Wii U. Nintendo 
disease that it, it, creeps uh, into the minds of its fans. You're buying the same game three, four the, times. That's okay. the thing. And it doesn't even give me trophies, like me. Caitlin. <laughs> like, it's not exactly. even for trophies. It's a cheap system. As people on Twitter will call me, I'm a Sony pony. Um, I hate that term so much. God damn it. I think it's hilarious. Like, I love it. I, I got my underwear. When I, when I have to rebuy a game for a next console, I'm not like, yeah, I, I have 14 copies of the same game. However, Nintendo fans do. Right. Don't um, at me like, like this, my buddy. Has, <laughs> I'm not talking to you directly. <laughs> but like, my partner loves Zelda and stuff, and she just has a bunch of remakes of the same game. I'm like, yep. Wait, yeah. how is this a badge of honor? I don't understand this. I think I think part of it comes down to the fact that Nintendo has such a legacy behind them and they have such high quality first party IPs which I mean if you think about it in a way like Super Mario Brothers more or less saved the video game industry as a whole in western countries in western civilization that is what resuscitated the video game market at all right with that and the NES. And so it's become like this premium brand. And Nintendo took pride in like, hey, this is a gold stamp Nintendo approved quality product. You know that you're going to be getting a game that actually fucking works, unlike E.T. You know, look at us. We're good. We know what we're doing. People were like, oh, yeah, 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 that's cool. And it's just continued to bleed into the mindsets of But even then, like they charge days. a premium for games yeah. for, like that like Miyamoto shits out. Because <laughs> he, he had a couple good taking... ideas back in the day. He now just yeah. like ruins Paper Mario and he ruins fucking everything else. He has a habit. I'm of sorry, Miyamoto, point, you're a genius. <laughs> but like at some point they stop taking pride, they start taking advantage. Yes. Like and- cool. In the past he had this great stuff. Great. But that is not even remotely applicable anymore, and it should bear no bearing in how they operate as a company. But there's, I've so going to There's one phrase that encapsulates that all. What have you done for me lately? <laughs> it, it, yes. Yeah. 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 yeah I think Simon they're trying to sweating. get in like <laughs> <laughs> Is it hot over there? It's hot here too. Uh, so <laughs> we'll just blame that on that. Yeah. Yeah. I think they're trying to get people like me in, right? So like there are people like me who uh for the longest amount of time, like I had a Nintendo 64 and all that, but I missed out of a majority of consoles because I was like seven. And, you know, like I a majority of games, sorry. And um I feel like the games that have come out over time that I've missed via either not having the right console or not being into gaming at that point. Um, or like, you know, playing majority of games. I'm the person that is like, fuck yeah, Pikmin 3 Deluxe is coming out on the 26th. I'm like, hell yeah, I'm going to buy it because I missed it on the Wii U. Um, And then there are the games like uh, Super Mario Galaxy, Super Mario Sunshine. I miss them on the consoles that came out. I'm the one buying them. But then in 10 years from now when they also get remastered again, that's when it catches up. I feel like they're getting the people like me currently to come into it, but then in five years from now, when they re-re-re-release Pikmin 3 Deluxe Deluxe Deluxe, I'm going to be like, well, shit, like, Nintendo. I'm going to be like, where's Jesse? Where's yeah. Jesse at? I've got right. a conversation to agree with him so on. <laughs> I do want to say that I don't I don't actually care about Mario Mario 3D All-Stars being re-released for $60 stuff. I think it's a steal. Um, and I think Pikmin 3 Deluxe is perfectly fine and all that stuff is fine. Um, I just don't like them picking on Microsoft for charging again, not saying they are, but like for Gears 5 or Gears Ultimate Edition um, going from 360 to Xbox One or even Spider-Man Remastered. Um, I, don't, I, don't, I don't care about any of that stuff. Um, I just hate it when people, you know, 
decide to bitch about that stuff, but Nintendo's fine. It's like all they put out this year. I just think maybe maybe the fandom pushing a little bit back on Nintendo and saying, hey, not everything you do is amazing may get Nintendo to start changing their business practices, and I think they need to. But I've gone on long enough about this. We have. This, cool this is one that we've gone into quite a bit. I'm passionate. I'm passionate about about my annoyance. Right, Josh, what do, you, what do you think? Agree, disagree, I agree or, with you. Whatever. I agree with agree. you. I think, I think we need to be um, more critical of them um, because we love them <laughs> and we want to see them improve and we want, them to, want to see them be great again because they have bursts of creativity and incredible stuff and i do love miyamoto i just think that he's he heard really what you said. He heard, don't try and wind this one back he heard what you said i just think maybe maybe it's time to send him away like he's, he's had his moment he's his a phone. genius send him away though he doesn't belong in the modern game scene um but yeah we we need to be just as critical of nintendo if you're going to criticize sony for re-releasing spider-man even if spider-man has a new face <laughs> Because yeah. he a has face? a new face as well. Also, can, can people not send people work at Insomniac death threats and threats and ins- uh, right, insults no. and shit? Because Jesus Christ, let's not get into that. But Absolutely let's not just, acceptable. Just it's the puddle game that, all over on. again. Yeah. All right, Lauren, what do you think? I agree. I agree. And also because I know the Amiibo thing isn't really a thing anymore, but it takes three goddamn real life days for one Amiibo card Animal Crossing character to move into your new Horizons village. And it's too long. It's too damn long. I don't have three days. I do. I have many days to spend on Animal Crossing. But, like, I don't want to wait three whole days, man. It you was bought like, it for uh, a reason. Like, hey, I actually uh, spent money on it. Just let me skip the queue. I've given you money. Fuck off. Yeah, I want blue bear yeah. in my town. Simon? Yeah. What do you think? You seem very torn right now, Simon. Look, as a massive Nintendo fanboy, I think this is absolutely an accurate criticism. I 100% agree. <laughs> yes, <And> Jesse! <laughs> I, I do not. I, I think there is there's a fine line between, you know, giving fans what they would like and telling them what they would like, and the line is very blurry for Nintendo at the best of times. All right, Keelan. Well said. Well, Simon's admitted it, so podcast over. See you guys later. <laughs> well done. That's it. That's I'll be whole, back next week with why you should. <laughs> the whole reason we set up this podcast and website and all of this is just to get Simon to just pull his throat off the pedal a little bit for Nintendo. Next up, you have to get me to stop liking Control as much. Sorry. They didn't <laughs> get me, get me to stop talking about Monster Hunter and Final Fantasy. <laughs> <laughs> On the topic of my opinion, fix my goddamn Joy-Cons, Nintendo. You heard him, Nintendo. Also, also their returns him. policy is absolute bullshit um, because I bought Crystal Chronicles before I saw how shit the reviews for it were and then I put in a ticket saying, hey, I want a refund straight away and, and just said I, you know, misclicked. I didn't actually mean to purchase it. And they were like, yeah, sure, we'll get back to you within the next two to three working days. They haven't gotten back to me since and that was like three weeks ago, four weeks ago. Yeah, it was a long time ago. Crystal Chronicles came out, all right? That's that's when it was. <laughs> it was that right, day, that a, same day. That's a clean sweep, okay? So if they Unanimous. want me on the Senate, if they want me on the Supreme Court... I am the Senate. Uh, <laughs> yeah, COVID. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> ah, whatever. I'll, I'll, I, you know what? COVID? Guilty. There. <laughs> Done. It's gone. It's in jail. Lauren, you're up now. What's up? You reckon Clementine, little Clementine... Mm. Little sweet Clementine mm-hmm. is very annoying. Didn't add much to the series after series two, and you wish wish she wasn't in season three at 
all. Correct. For one, why do you think that? Two, how did you want them to mm, get rid of her between seasons? Mm. How much mm. did mm. you like her, basically? Well, uh, so I guess for the people out there who aren't familiar with the uh, Walking Dead series, quick, quick, quick little synopsis, maybe a bit spoilery, so, uh, you know, listen at your own will. Season one, little girl, she's like eight, um, follows your main character along and at the end, uh, you know, obviously she's eight or something, so she's very innocent, very small, very cute. Um, She has to basically shoot your main character because he's been infected by zombies. Um, And, yeah, she's got to make the big girl decision to either shoot someone and kill someone for the very first time or just leave him to turn because you can't face shooting him. And you're like, oh, that's awful. Season two comes along, it's like four years later, she's like 11, and she's seen some shit. Um, she's kind of uh, a loner. She's governing herself. She's, but know, she's incredibly up her capable. Own wounds. <laughs> incredibly capable. Like she's stitching up her own wounds. She's making these, she finds these adults and they're following her. Like, let's listen to the 11 year old. She knows what she's doing. <laughs> what does the 11 year old want to do here? <laughs> what does the 11 year old think about this? And that's all I well want and a good. Donut. <laughs> shit. Okay. <laughs> I like I like the way this girl thinks. Um, and towards the end of the season, uh, she obtains a, a baby, an infant, not her own. Not her own baby. That'd be weird. That'd be weird. Yeah, that would be very weird. Very James took a turn. If that she, happens she, in your game, you've made a lot of wrong um, dialogue choices. <laughs> yeah, throughout so many trip. wrong. Um, obtains an infant. Uh, and uh, towards the end, you made made a choice of, of a, a figure, an adult figure in her life because it's fully based around Clementine season two. You're following her, you're making her choices. Um, which adult do you follow, basically? Uh, which, who do you put which, your faith in? Who do you put your faith in? Which father figure or do you put your faith in no one and you leave uh, And with the baby, with this infant who's like six months old or something like that? Um, and then season three comes along and they've decided to bring in this brand new family. So a brand new family from a brand new, wholly different part of this apocalypse. You know, they're from a different part of the country. They have a different perspective of them. They call, they don't call them walkers. They call them huertos because they're Cuban. And um, they, yeah, so it's going along, but obviously Clementine shows up and instead of, they're telling you, you want to follow this family. You want to follow Javier, who is the voice of Captain America in this new Avengers game. And I love Oh, he's so <laughs> I'm always good. like, Harvey, Harvey's come here. Whenever I hear Captain America on the screen. Um, <laughs> Which happens a lot because it's- It happens a lot. It's a good game. It is, yeah, well, you know what? Sorry, you're telling me that Captain America returned from the dead in that Avengers game where he's front and center on all the marketing? No, 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 sorry. I'm just, talk- <gasps> I'm just talking about the tutorial where they teach you all of his moveset. Yeah, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> that too as well. We knew, we knew. Yeah. Um, anyway, so you're asked to kind of make make you uh, playing as Javier. You're asking to make all his choices, but they all basically lead to how does Clementine get out of this? And it's I understand that they had to sell copies, and Clementine was definitely the little girl who could within the other two series. You fell in love with her. You thought she was adorable. You wanted to protect her. But in this season three, they went in a different direction. They were like, we're going to follow this entirely new thing. Like it's all about family, like blood family. It's about it's about getting Ooh. through this with your, your blood family, obviously, yeah. which is a much different perspective than this random person you found and bonded with and maybe had a few flirty moments with, even though you're 11 and they're 25. But like it's- It's true. Oh, they went there. <laughs> Sorry. Flare one on the brakes again. What? what? Hold the fuck up. I agree. She shouldn't have been in season three. 
What? Because this should have been season three should have been shit. a court case. Yeah. Uh, they had. Uh. The, yeah. 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 They, it was mostly the fans. Mostly yeah. the fans kind of bringing a bit extra into some conversations nah, that fans, made. Give it to yourself. Ooh. Anyway. Ooh. Yeah. That so, is not okay. It's not. It's really not. But yeah, so like <laughs> season three came along and I was like, anyone who used to listen to a podcast I used to be on would know that I was like, I was in love with season three. I thought it was so great. I thought it brought so much more to the series as a whole, um, gameplay wise, story wise, just like emotionally wise, like connecting it's the to best this family. One. Yeah. It's a bit, in my opinion, which is all in itself controversial because no one fucking likes it, but they don't like it because Clementine isn't front and center. And that's it. But the whole thing, you're going through with Javier and he's like, which which decision benefits Clementine the most? Hmm. And it's just like, no, that's not. And she's so whiny. And, like, the, she's trying to find this infant who's been taken from her who's now, like, three years old. And that's, like, her whole story. And as you go through, it kind of ends with her being like, oh, I found him. I'll go now. Off screen. Yeah, it's cool. Like, catch you later. And it's just like, well, ugh. They why, clearly why had is- her there for marketing to be able to sell they, it on yeah. people who were like, "Oh, I need it. I need to see how my Clem turned out. I really hope and she all, turned out all okay." All she is, all she is, is she is this moody bitch who's once again, a, "I've seen more shit than you." And it's like, dude's like a twenty-eight-year-old with like a fucking family with him. Like he's trying to like let his like niece nibblings. What are they called? Nibblings, nieces and nephew, like survive. <laughs> like he's trying to like bring them along as his own. He's not their father. He's with a. His Maybe he wants to sis- be though. Yeah, that's your his decision. His sister-in-law, who's like hardly their stepmom, and they don't really respect her and all that. That's his own little thing, and it's just like they're bringing but she this thirsty. whole. Is she thirsty for her brother-in-law? Let me tell you that. Much. <laughs> they're fine. They're what? of age. Sorry. They're of age. Okay. What? It's what the apocalypse. Though? People need to have sex. <laughs> don't you understand that? <laughs> and pull over on the side of the road in a right. zombie they- apocalypse to smoke some green. They do, that, yeah. That's no, the official story mode it. position on the apocalypse. That when it happens, <laughs> people going people gonna fuck. Well, how many COVID babies do you think there are at the moment? That's true. Many. Yeah, that's but so yeah. Many. So anyway, I, I just found that, um, especially in the introduction to season three, I feel like uh, her also her decision at the end of season two, no matter what it was, there was no canon ending because. They basically, uh, whatever decision you decided to make uh, in terms of a character that you bonded with, they just threw it aside in the first thing in season three. Like five minutes in, they were like, that choice you made, that like determined how you felt about every single thing she has come through. We're not going to yeah. worry about that. Don't worry about that. That's gone. Like, well, that's that, that like, failed. that's what. That's what hits me the hardest because we've talked about this a ton. We've talked about season three a ton. Um, and it's, it's probably the most... Technically, it's one of the best Telltale games in that the episodes are shorter, but it means that every decision you make has consequence and it spirals out and you can miss entire scenes. And it's pretty much the choose your own adventure thing that everybody wanted Telltale to do. And they did it, but it didn't have Clementine. So people didn't like it. But um, what hits me is that the end of season two really hit me hard um, because of, you know, you had to pick between these two, like, you know, parental figures that like... Um, both were very flawed people, um, but you grew very attached to them. Um, and like, I, I was just really invested in that. Um, and then having that, have choosing my ending for Clementine and then, you know, them finding a convenient way to have it all tie together and 
come forward into season three where none of that ever mattered, even if you abstain from making a decision, like it literally doesn't make a difference just, just so they can have Clem in here to sell a couple more copies um, mm. was probably the worst decision they made. They when, could have made it a much better. Season three. Yeah. They could have made it a much better story. They could have made it a much better, like so much more involved more with the family dynamic of this uh, Garcia family. Had Shiv not just shown up as like a, yeah, I'll take you to a town I know nearby. And then she's You're like. You're extremely cool and capable and we like having you around, Clementine. Hey, <laughs> how sure do you hair in the, the apocalypse? <laughs> yeah. And she gets her period and she oh, talks to Javier about it. <laughs> Would you talk to a random is- adult that you've just come across in the last couple of days and be like, yo, man, I'm like. I'm going through some stuff. I bleed sometimes. If, like, if it was like, me, I would because I'd be like, I don't think this is meant to happen to me. Am I infected? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, he's some guidance. <laughs> but I think However, this whole, like, I'm sorry, bleeding. Oh, yeah, literally. It's disgusting. <laughs> That's what she it's, says. It's, it's just because she's, like, 13 now and they got to... People are going to be asking questions, I suppose. But it feels I, I, like like the, I like that they're touching upon like the more human side of stuff because that is a, it's a natural thing that happens. But sure. But there's other ways to do that in this franchise. It feels just kind of creepy because people, they know people are so protective of this character that they see her as a daughter. Um, and then having put, having put that in feels like weird, creepy fan service. It sounds like a lot of this is weird, creepy fan service. Yeah, this is sounding very Has weird. anyone here read the original like Walking Dead Novel, I've read like the, the, the first comic. 40 issues or something. Oh, I think they're, I read like the first two. They're, they're good. And the issue is with the TV show, because it went graphic novel, TV show, game, is the books, so the graphic novel will, it has a whole like kill your darling scene. It doesn't matter how close you are to a character, how much you like them, there are the chance that you turn the page and they are dead. Mm-hmm. And that's one of its biggest strengths. The TV show didn't want to do that as much because it had known actors playing certain roles. Had Daryl mm. Dixon. He should have lost his arm and then been killed. Like, the whole thing with um his wife and the baby, I'm kind of glad they didn't do what happens in, in, the, uh, in the graphic novel because it's quite graphic. Hence graphic novel, I guess. But <laughs> there are certain characters that outstay their welcome because they became fan favorites. You weren't... You weren't experiencing a story anymore you were rooting for characters yeah but then and i think they can take it another exactly step in this game where it's like it doesn't matter what else is happening in this universe it doesn't matter what is right and wrong like morally or even just logically it's what benefits clementine mm-hmm. it's not a walking dead story it's the clementine story if, yeah. if that i may. sounds shitty um, with this whole, like, oh, you can't kill off the darling characters, blah, 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 because you root for the characters. Mm-hmm. I know that Game of Thrones as a series has been getting a lot of shit because the last season, last two seasons were pretty abysmal. But that's what I, I liked about them is that mm. no one is safe. Not, And I feel like... You have full anxiety every episode. <laughs> yes. And I, I feel like uh, this is an issue with the Telltale games as a whole. Mm. I think they ah oh, well. There's a there's a sequel to Wolf Among Us, so you know that no matter what happens, you know Wolf is going to be fine. You know he's going to be all right. The Wolf of Among Us. Yeah, I do agree, Simon. Um, that like that was a big issue. I feel like Telltale was having around the time season three was even coming out, and I feel like season three addressed so many concerns people had with Telltale games. Um, even around the same time the. The first two episodes of season three came out. Um, Guardians of the Galaxy 
a Telltale series came out, um, and I played that first episode, and I really loved it. <laughs> I good. really, I really yeah. liked it. I thought it was. Everybody said it was by the numbers, like you know, Marvel schlock or whatever. But in the first episode, within ten minutes, the Guardians kill Thanos, and ah. I thought that was cool. And that's a fun. Sorry, that's a fun premise. Yeah, how did they kill him? Just, just real quickly, how did they, did they kill him? I'm curious. They have a big old gun. <laughs> that oh, yeah, they did shoot him. I was like, fuck yeah. Um, right, and I thought that was really cool and it was funny and it was charming and they had a cool cast and there was music in it and it reminded me of the films. Um, and then you go through the rest of the season and it was shit. Yeah. Um, I defended that game so hard when I'd only played the first episode and then going on, it just made it awful. Um, mm. And I feel like that's what Telltale Games did become. And Walking Dead Season 3 was an attempt to break free of that um, and I really think, try to strike best- out and try something new. But um, right. in the end, no. long here, all that schlocky put this onto a vote. So I'm going to say, I agree. I didn't know a lot of this stuff because um, I'm like a sort of a peripheral fan of, of the series. But... Um, yeah, it kind of just sounds like it became her story and it didn't need to be. If mm. It needed to keep continuously pass on the torch because it did it in the first one. Yeah. Why couldn't it do it in the third one? It's it kind of shitty or at least roll into that. Season three was advertised as an opening, like a, a was it a starting point for a new fan? Like yeah. You could start it it's because like a it's a new family and all that. But then all of a sudden you got Clementine and he was like, where's my infant? And it's just like. Who have that you? decision happen halfway through the game, then there's a time jump. You see that they've been fine in that way, and then mm. Clem dies, and you take over as the girl or the daughter or the, <gasps> the baby boy. or whatever. AJ. Boy, play as the baby. What do you do as a baby in the apocalypse? <laughs> you know, Probably the and again, same season four. Season anyway, play, they brought it back sandwich. in season four, though. Season four was good, so they should have just All done right. season two, season four, <laughs> in my opinion. Josh, what's your vote? <laughs> Um, yeah, no, I 100% agree. Uh, the Walking Dead okay. season three is the best. It's the best interpretation of that entire video game franchise. Um, it's yeah, it's everything people wanted from Telltale and claimed they would never do, and they did it. People didn't play it because it didn't have as much Clementine, and Telltale died, the and they and they kept yeah, and Telltale died because of it essentially um, because people didn't play their one game they took a chance on, and that's also their fault. Um, but they did try to bring it back again with season four, even though it was entirely Clem. They they tried. Simon, um, I haven't really played the the Telltale uh, Walking Dead stuff, but from what I've heard, I'm I'm relatively convinced. So it's a I agree, but only from the peripheral There's, knowledge. There are no yeah, half measures. It's a, it's an agree. Um, it's a, it's an agree, but uh, I mean my my agreement doesn't mean as much as somebody else because I bullied him. Yes. May, may or may not have been bullied by, by Lorne. <laughs> Can I go past the green? I think Clem's story should have ended at the end of the first season. Ooh. That's it. Ooh, that was a I'd also that was be great. okay with that. Ooh. Yeah. Like she goes powerful. to shoot the guy, the gun backfires, yeah. she dies. Like, oh, okay, fuck, this is different. Yeah. All right. Yeah, right there, that, was a, there was a good wrap up. There was like a, a past credit good. scenes where she finds a she familiar sees a face. Survivor. She, yeah. She could have just, that's it. She's eight. Yeah, you can leave, leave her it. alone. You make your fanfic. You can move on to a new storyteller. One hundred percent. thing. Yeah. All right. Next up, I'm going to start rolling through these because we've gotten very impassioned about some of these points. <laughs> <laughs> I blame the Nintendo one for the blowout. Somebody, <laughs> somebody who will not be passionate about his point here, Simon. <laughs> and this is something I, I've thought about your point so much, and I like it. <laughs> <laughs> Animal Crossing New Horizons was unfinished on release. Oh, and it's no still idea. unfinished. I had no I, idea this was your opinion. <laughs> yeah. All right, so All right. go on. So, 
short condensed version Animal Crossing is the best early access game I have ever purchased but it was an early access <laughs> game okay let's not let's not hide much of this Villager interactions. Boring, mundane, repetitive. You can't talk to them more than once without them getting sassy at you. Go, oh, why'd you come talk to me again? I'm seeing I, you I again. Like, I like you. You're in my vi- like you're on my island. I want to have a chat, okay? Sorry. Forgive oh, me for so trying far, to be friendly. So needy. <laughs> right? <laughs> why doesn't this dog talk to me? Yeah. <laughs> I have a I family, my- Simon. Please. <laughs> <laughs> please leave me alone. You haven't left my house for five hours. I didn't even invite you in. I watched right. you sleep last night and you won't talk to me now. <laughs> Jeez. It happens one time. Fuck. I'll say that directly to you, Simon. Oh. I can, I'll talk to you again. I don't mind. Yay. Um, anyway, so back to my point. Um, Animal Crossing was un- unfinished on release and still is unfinished. I don't, this isn't even anything to do with the fact that the season, like the seasonal events were locked behind updates. I understand that. That's fine. That's not a problem. But the range of furniture was boring and missing. They were missing, th- you froggy know, chair. basic, right? Where's the fucking froggy chair? Where's froggy I chair? It's going to be Seriously. an amiibo. <laughs> Oh my god! But where's where's Brewsters? Like where's where's like I, I sorry yeah I, I want I want I want the coffee again. I want more to do than just oh, well. Guess I'll go craft another axe now because that one broke and all that sort of shit. Why why do golden um, bits of equipment break? I don't think that's fair. That's that all. makes that is ridiculous. That, that oh, is shit. That was so stupid. Dumb. Um, I, d- I don't like the fact that, and there's only, that there is such a limited range of furniture. You can't bring over anything from New Leaf. The amount of amiibo support is like halved from New Leaf. Like with New Leaf, I could scan a monster hunter amiibo and get a palico move into my village. I could, I could scan a Legend of Zelda Sorry, amiibo. What? Yes. Wolf-like. I could scan a. I Ganondorf. could scan a yeah. I could scan a Legend of Zelda amiibo and get either Wolf Link or Ganon move into my village. Sorry, just hold up a moment. You can't get those. Could you get those any other way? No. Um, nah. This generally locked content. <laughs> oh, no, it's bonus yeah. content if you, it's bonus content if you already owned the amiibo. Anyway, <laughs> so I I will raise a point. You're right. That and those <laughs> that example was added to New Leaf in an update. This is no. This isn't new to Animal Crossing at all. No, but the thing is, is that that Welcome Amiibo update in, like had so much more to it. Um, the villagers took them four years. Yeah, that's true. Um, but the thing is, as well, is that like going going back originally, like the grumpy villagers were grumpy. They didn't oh. like you. Oh, do it not double you- cross those. That's yeah, Nintendo, like, though. They don't want to have negative emotions in their game. But that's the thing. Where's, where the fuck is Mr. Rosetti? Sorry, I want, I want Mr. Rosetti to, to pop out emotions. the ground and yell at me. You don't, they want uh, you to have negative emotions. Do you know how many times she said I have a two-star island? Do you know how shit and garbage I felt? <laughs> <laughs> it was like dating in high school again. It was just rejection after rejection. You have you a two-star a- skill with guitar. <laughs> I do not want to date you. <laughs> I went up a star, holy shit. <laughs> but okay, Simon, like the do you think this, this could be true? And I agree with all of this. You're actually not arguing the point that it was unfinished and released. You're kind of arguing the point that it's kind of a shitty game. But do you think it's due to lockdown? People played this game in hyperdrive. It wasn't designed to be played how people played it. No. And I think we, we all kind of broke the game a little bit. Um, I, yeah, I don't think that's they, the case at all. 
I don't, I don't think that's the case. No, because it's happened. It's happened every single Animal Crossing game since uh, like Wild okay. World. People There's will two get different the game. types of players. Yeah, time yes. travelers and natural. Time I also feel progression. like t- way more people played for like ten hours a day for a week and then just fell off I, completely. Yeah, mm, I mean, I've fallen off true. of it completely. Yeah, yeah. I've absolutely fallen off of it. I haven't. I haven't turned it on for about three, four months. Yeah, um, I haven't even put the game cartridge into my Switch. I'm. I'm scared of playing it again. No matter yeah, how much Lauren begs me to play it again, I'm scared because my villages are going to be angry and there's going to be roaches and, and weeds. <laughs> I want everything. Get your own Get dang cherries. <laughs> I had to start again. I started again oh, and shit. now I'm obsessed with it again. But, but I, all your points is completely true, especially the villages being uh, boring, basically. Yeah. They're cute. They're cute as hell. But, like, especially the ones that have the same personality. Like the yeah. the Uchi, if you have two Uchi ones like on the same island, it's kind of like it's just so frustrating because they're so like they run up to you and they go, "Oh my god, hi!" And then you're like, Hel- "Hello," and they're like, "Do you know that this the moon is two thousand miles, a hundred miles away?" And all that kind of you're like, "Okay," and then you walk around the corner and it's like, "Do you know the moon's two hundred thousand miles away?" And you're like, "Oh my in god!" In real life, you'd miss them and run. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so so I don't like, oh, I don't think. I don't think it's unfinished by any means. I think it's um, it's a conscious decision to make the game release in this way, and all those things are conscious decisions they made. Just this is the game they wanted to make. They wanted to make Animal Crossing feel different. They wanted to make it feel more like a live service game because um, people did fall off New Leaf really quickly. Um, I know I got it around release, and I fell off extremely quickly, and I picked up again every now and then, but I just I couldn't get back into it like this feels like a solution to their problem with new leaf um, in that even time travelers can't get the Easter event. And if but people that, don't like the Easter event, fine. even if people don't like the Easter event, they can patch in a new so one bad. next year. That's way better. Like it, it all feels um, like a conscious decision. And I understand. I agree that it's not great. <laughs> like, you know, it feels like a step backwards in a lot of ways, but that also feels like Nintendo's MO with so many franchises now. Where they take one step forward and two steps back. I yeah, like but also like where's all the collectibles? Like one of my favorite things from the New Leaf the and the only thing that made me Right, the only thing that made me fucking spend my fucking play coins from my DS from my three DS. Those fortune cookies. Those goddamn fortune cookies, and you could get like right. two of them a day, yeah. and you'd get those really cool Nintendo themed <sighs> like things. And I've got like a master. I got a ring Dude, con. Awesome. You know, I think the most game breaking element of uh, New Horizons was, at least for me, and it, it genuinely broke the game for me, is it was far too easy to make money via the turnip market and not enough things to buy with said money. Mm. I had 10 million mm-hmm. bells and nothing to buy because the store is so limited. You come back every day, you may spend a thousand, sorry, like a hundred thousand bells. That's, yeah. C- cool. Great, especially Thanks. when there's only there's so many limits on bridges and inclines as well, which take up exactly a majority like- of your money. But then if you also make your house as big as you can, what are you going to put into it? Like I see, I go on the subreddit quite frequently to kind of like, you know, just see people who are better than me, and it's like their houses have like graveyards in them, or like mm. you know. And I'm sure if you if you want that kind of aesthetic, like I remember in New Leaf, I had a room dedicated to be like a space launcher or like. You know, a plat- like a fully space room where I had like astronauts outfits and a rocket ship and all this kind of crap like that. But yeah, bong. like there's really, we are really, the players who are playing now 
So I recently got back into it by uh, doing the bad thing and time traveling. Boom. Up and I played it up until a certain point, and then I got back to normal time, so I could at least feel like I wasn't starting fully from scratch because that's just too much of a burnout. I like yeah. started back up to it just before I got KK to come to my village. Um, so I'm really I'm having fun with it now because I have an idea about how to terraform and stuff. But like, it really is just waiting till people are kind of like, well, I think I'm done. And then they're kind of, and I understand like with Halloween, it is literally Halloween soon. So there is a Halloween event and soon there's going to be Thanksgiving and then Christmas. But that big lull between Christmas, uh, New Year's and Easter, like what are they really going to do in that time? And I think that's where they're going to lose a majority of people. And unless they've thought up of it now, what they're going to do, I kind of feel like they're frantically trying to go back to this drawing board and looking at, like they might give Brewsters then, but then it's kind of like, were you really holding out on content until there was a lull to get people back in? Yeah. Because like, yeah, I, I agree. It, it did feel, it felt amazing to play. Like it really did. I thought there was so much more and then it was about two weeks and I was like, well, shit, this is really it, huh? Like I've I've put I've put some furniture outside. I've made myself a little bit of a flower bed. I've set up an orchard full of trees. Um, I've, you know, given my villagers some nice little outdoor decorations. Cool. Now what the fuck do I do? Mm. Again, though, mm. like I, I, I agree where it's there, the kind of furniture you can obtain throughout the game, there's less like tasteful stuff and it's more just like the fun gimmicky stuff. So you can make a themed room. Yeah. Um, and that makes it hard as somebody who I want to be able to get to the point where I have a fun gimmicky room, but it's hard to get to yeah. that point when I can't have a, a space that feels kind of like mine and fun. And that sounds kind of lame well, to say out loud about, well, um, you're right. They're like, like this, but that's why I play like it. Cause I want to have a cool space to, to hang out in. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. This this is the closest a lot of us are going to get to owning a home. So at first I wanted to make look like the house that I would want to have. I own a and home. Then Shut I, your mouth. I say Someone's most like, of us. Almost you. there. <laughs> look, I own multiple consoles. I have a I have a huge <laughs> debt now. So we're there. We're almost there. I'm not where you at. But yeah. I do want to say that Let I feel like they've always removed things like Brewsters. Um like the dogs that were the police dogs and stuff. Oh um, man, they were so cool. Boomer, yeah. Uh, no, yeah. Booker, Booker, Booker and, and someone. And like yeah, Isab- Isabel's brother. Um, what was his name? Uh, Digby. Get on Digby. Yeah. Digby. It's just like. My, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I agree. Like just, and, and crossing book. Copper. I don't Copper. deny that we're missing some characters and uh, like so things. much content. It's okay. just. Let's this put feels it to, like the, to a vote. In, in, in a sentence. Um, Animal Crossing New Horizons is the equivalent of Sims 4. Is like <laughs> it has the same impact that Sims what 4 does. What a niche smackdown that was! Oh yeah, <laughs> I'm coming after you, EA. I. <laughs> but inside of that Venn diagram was just you. I think. So. <laughs> 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 All right, put it to a vote. Uh, Simon, I completely agree with you. Completely cool. agree. Uh, great game, but. Fuck, did it burn out quickly? Again, I, I, I do think it's kind of due to how it was played. I'm sorry, yeah, how people were able to play it due to COVID. But even if there wasn't that much game to be dealt with within, the elements within could have been shuffled around to make it a lot more playable. It, it was, yeah, I have a lot of issues with like the path building coming at the end of the game. What's with that? But yeah. that's just Ugh. the beginning, Jesse, if you have a million more hours. Nope, yeah. it was the end for me. <laughs> Josh, what did you think? 
Agree, uh, disagree, or don't care. I disagree. I don't think it was. I don't think it's unfinished. Uh, but I think I think it was a con- conscious decision to release it in this way. Um, but I agree that it's crap. <laughs> that it's a crap. It's still a good game, but it's it's. I completely agree with everything. It's you're not saying. as fulfilling of an experience. It's not as fulfilling, what and it doesn't happened. feel as long lasting. What just happened, like off camera, is Simon. Simon had to say his stuff about um, Nintendo earlier, and they gave him a call and said, "Hey, you were negative about us just then. Consider our our eternal contract broken, okay?" And then they've called up Josh and be like, "Hey, hey, man, do you, you want some? You want some amiibos? You want that Joker amiibo? I've got you want the that Banjo Kazooie amiibo. That Joker amiibo is pretty cool. <laughs> Lauren, what do you think?" I I do agree. I do agree. I think that it's it, it definitely very very good, very fun game. But I do agree that either they didn't have everything in line from the start, or they just they just figure it out later, or something. Like that. That's just what it feels like. I'm not saying that's mm-hmm. what it is, but it definitely is kind of just what it feels like. They're gonna see how things go, and they're gonna go from there. Dylan. As evidenced by my complete <laughs> lack of silence during this entire conversation, I could not care less. <laughs> oh, Keelan. Cool. So Keelan agrees with me. Keelan then, agrees. All right. <laughs> All right. So, so far we, we have gone through. So Final Fantasy VI is better than Final Fantasy VII. Mass Effect 1 was good. The rest, eh. Nintendo needs to sort their shit out. Clementine should have got got at some point, or at least <laughs> fucked off. And Animal Crossing New Horizons, chuck in the bin. All right, that's all canon now. But we do a few more. We're going to rattle through these quite quickly because we have gone a very, very long time here. But we reached out to you know some some listeners, some friends of the show, to um see you know, what their hot takes are. So I'm going to go through these, and I just want to, just a quick wrap up from each one of you guys on what your thoughts are regarding it. So first up, around Twitter, we had Jolie Mac say, "All Sonic games are bad. That's it. That's the tweet." What do we think about that? Heck no, man. What are you talking about? We got Sonic Adventure yeah, 2. We wrong. got Sonic Heroes. We got Sonic Generations. Man. Okay, don't, 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 don't put Sonic good. Heroes. Do not put Sonic Heroes into Sonic that Unleashed? Sonic Heroes is a big So you're just Sonic naming Unleashed Sonic games at this point. Sonic is the best I, Sonic game ever made. What about Sonic yeah, 2006? It's so bad that it's good. It loops back around the itself. Playful laugh. It, it's an experience, that's I for sure. Not I good like that weird Sonic game that you find on the internet. The one where he's pregnant? The porn parody? Yeah, all of those. Let's okay. Um, <laughs> the, uh, the Sonic game that I played in dreams at the start of the year—it's it, still sort of the worst part of 2020. <laughs> that was that was fucked. Also, shout out I to found Dialogue out how options. we got pregnant. I'm sorry, Dialogue Options, Jolie Mac, Dialogue Options podcast. Good, great hey, name for a podcast. We're going to continue that's that along. Great name for a podcast. Mm. It's a really good name um, for a podcast. I have to, I have to respectfully disagree with uh, with Jolie here. I think. Uh, most Sonic games are good or even better than people think they are. Sonic Colors man. is the Sonic Colors is the best 3D Sonic game end of. See, this is this is the, the, the thing that you guys keep putting in there. You keep saying this is the best Sonic game. You well, say it's better it than most own, Mario games. You're putting it into its own Sonic you know, oh, right, 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 right. Have you played New Super Mario Bros? Unpopular, new Super Mario Bros. That's yeah, my unpopular like, opinion for the next episode. Um I think there are bad Sonic games. There are fine Sonic games. There are no great Sonic games when compared to games as a whole. If I was presented with all games, just all of them, no Sonic games are going in the great pile. All right, for me. Sonic, right, Sonic the Hedgehog 2 on the Genesis is one of the best games of 
all time. You I'm can still go there. back and put knuckles on it. They need to make yeah, a movie tie-in game. Right, no. That movie was pretty good. You can play as James Marston. Owls, yeah. Everyone's favourite hero. <laughs> I, want a, I want a James Marston amiibo. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I, I will disagree because I don't think all Sonic games are bad, but I, uh, Jolly, I like where your head's at. <laughs> Simon, you disagree? I mostly disagree. There are lots of bad Sonic games, but there are also lots of very, very fucking good Sonic games. Keelan, are all Sonic games bad? Not all Sonic games are bad, no. Just most. Just most. (laughs) Josh? Sonic hasn't had a bad game ever, Joel. Um, No, of course you have bad games. Yeah, I disagree. Uh, Sonic's great. Um, I think people, it's become a bit of a meme to hate on it. Um, Yes. Yeah, but I love him. Lauren? Sonic is just solely a meme in my eyes. Apart from uh, Sonic All-Stars Racer 2, that was great, and All-Star Racer, just in general. Uh, but I didn't play Sonic. So <laughs> I played so as Billy like, Hatcher. I did play as Billy Hatcher. <laughs> <laughs> Billy Hatcher was such a good game. Uh, Moving no, on. Just Billy, just Billy also, Hatcher. also, hang on. Whoever whoever runs the Sonic Twitter is a genius, and oh, thank, you for your, hell, for thank you for your time and your effort. Oh, he feeds <laughs> because, into the memes. Oh, absolutely. All right, our friend Rachel um, at D on Twitter. Walking simulators are the best way to tell a story and as such are the peak of video games. Now, fun fact, nah, fun fact, this podcast, this podcast is almost called Talking Simulator. It was. And I think that's one of the greatest puns I've ever come up with. It's not a fucking that's, hard category. It's like that, saying it's the an, best Sonic game. It's not a, it's not a, an interesting call. For a spin-off. Um, that's an interesting call, <laughs> but... Um, whilst yes, it is a great way of telling, uh, stories inside of an interactive medium like video games, there are other ways to tell stories which are equally as good. So I can't think you can, I don't think you can make a blanket declaration like that saying it's the best. I I agree with half. Example, Inside. Yeah. Or Limbo. Yeah. Those are great. Mm, Good example. Fuck. Very good. Fuck. Shit. Um, They're also walking simulators in a way. You just walk to the left. Sort of. I mean, yeah, but there's, 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 there's sort of also puzzles. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's like platforming yeah, yeah. puzzling stuff going on. I but have how to many com- puzzles? I'm- how many puzzles do there have to be? Um, mm. Right, look, personally, I got to the, um, I think it was the spider, the giant spider in Limbo. and So about um, three metres from this stuff. Yeah, yeah. pretty much. <laughs> no doubt. Uh, and then I-, I was like, I'm too tired. I think it was about 4.30 in the morning. I had not slept. And I was like, I am too tired to deal with a giant fucking spider. Do you I'm going to go to bed. A favor and go back and play Limbo, and then go play the better version Inside. <laughs> Inside is one of the coolest experiences I've had with the video games ever. I awesome. adore that game. Played all in one go. Fun fact: my it's one of my nephews who's like, when I saw him play it, he was like three. Oh, he shouldn't be playing that game. What the fuck? He was Jesse. killing it. <laughs> No. It wasn't me. He was great at it. And Uncle he didn't Jesse under- made me do it. He didn't understand how like dark it all was. He's just like, how do I help these like weird men onto their elevator? <laughs> Look, just help them out. They're great. Um, um, I will say as well, like I love like I I love that we're in a world where walking simulators is no longer a derogatory kind of term. Mm. Um, mm. And I I do agree they can be a terrific way. To 
tell a story. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Um, but I think there's more compelling ways to tell a story. Um, I, I think there's way better stories out there that can be experienced through video games, um, like just through different genres. I think, wait until I, think, I put my Final Fantasy XIV story review. <laughs> well, I, I, my personal favorite thing is when they incorporate story uh, gameplay mechanics into the story, you know? Mm. Um, I think well, that's way more powerful. I think they're, they're an extremely good way of just telling purely a story. However, for me, games are a combination of storytelling and interactive gameplay. And you, if you have one and not the other, it will be very, very, it's a very, very good story. It doesn't necessarily make it necessarily make it a very good game. Now, that being said, some of like I like Gone Home, incredible. Uh, Tacoma, not only a walking simulator, you're floating, I guess. Incredible. <laughs> Gravity. I love some some games considered walking simulators. Um, but I wouldn't say they're the peak of video games. So so just going straight to the votes, that's a disagree from me. Josh? I disagree as well, although I love them. And Gone Home in particular, still oh scares the crap out of me. I, I still think <laughs> something's going to go wrong and something awful is going to happen. God, every time. is so good. I don't want to say too much here of why it's good, because if you as soon as you start going down a spoiler-y path, you will spoil it. But if you haven't played Gone Home, do yourself a favour. It's, what, an hour the and a half, Parable, two hours man? long? Oh. Oh shit! Yeah. Also, Doctor Langenskopf, the Tiger, and the Terribly oh, Cursed Emerald. Oh, that's such a good Fuck little me. game. That was so good. So that was, good. It, takes it took a, like half an hour. <laughs> yeah, like not not even. I think it's Ooh, like I'll, a twenty I'll minute game. Half hour. It's it's like a twenty minute game. It's on Steam. It just go. I think it's free as well. Ugh. Go download it. Play it. It is one of the funniest experiences I've ever had in a game. Lauren, what do you think? Are Walking Simulator's peak video games? No, unfortunately, no. As much as I love me a Walking Simulator, I I can't say it's a peak of video games. I can't say it. And, uh, yeah, I do agree that that um, there are many more elements that can be found through gameplay itself that do connect you closer to a story than just getting told it while you're going through an environment. However, Fun. games like Dr. Langeskov and the Curse of the Tigery thingy is <laughs> still <laughs> good very <enough>. good game. <laughs> I got close. I think okay. I I disagree. However, I do think they are the best way to present a story as a whole format to you. Like if you are going through a walking simulator, you have the story just provided to you. I, I'm and glad I think that is the best way to to provide the entire story. I, I'm glad that gaming development and design is mature enough to say, okay, we have a story here that will be presented best as just a story. Adding yeah. gameplay elements to this would ruin it. Whereas back back yes. in the day, they would have been forced to because a game needed gameplay. So I'm, I'm yeah. glad we're in that position now. Yeah, uh, absolutely. And yeah. I, I don't think they are the peak, but I do think they have their place among oh, yeah. the Titans. 100%. Kills, what do you reckon? Yeah, what Simon just said is really interesting. You know, it's difficult to make a game. And sometimes you have a fantastic story that is just begging to be told. And um, a walking simulator is just the perfect fit for that. Um, so I really love that, that. Into game development itself. If you are someone who wants yes, to tell a story yeah. in a game. If you're a writer and you want yeah. to tell an interactive story. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. It's incredibly powerful for that. But like as a game as a whole, you know, I kind of disagree. I like to have interaction 
in what I do and like mechanics and like specific gameplay that I have to balance because I think there's a narrative inside of that as well mm. and you miss that almost entirely with a walking simulator like when so I kiss the alien in the game I want to make it I want to really feel like I'm doing it it needs to be an interactive mini game <laughs> alright let's wait, wait for the sexual attachments on <laughs> VR aren't you PSVR 2 comes with a groin attachment. Yes. <laughs> PSVR 69. What? Uh, all right, let's, let's barrel through a few more of these. Joey Porter, oh, at Joey on TikTok, go give him a follow, says, now this, this is a really big topic and I want to break this down further in a, in a future episode, but I want to stick to the, the, the parameters of, the, of, the, of what he said. Bioshock isn't that fun. Now, I want to stick on the word fun here. Yeah, I agree. Because Bioshock Infinite isn't fun. You're right, Joey. But Bioshock 1 and 2, incredibly fun games. I I disagree <laughs> with you there, Josh. I think Bioshock Infinite was fucking phenomenal. I disagree with Simon as well. <laughs> <laughs> I, I had a very fucking fun time playing Bioshock Infinite. Bioshock 2 I haven't, is better than I haven't Infinite. played one or two, admittedly. That's my controversial oh, opinion. Oh, <laughs> I'm starting it again. Oh, Wait, it's better than better than Infinite. Yeah, a hundred percent agree. My man, a hundred percent agree. I I slogged my way through Infinite because two guns I at a time. The story, what is the story conclusion? But that was not fun. It so, was not a fun gameplay experience. Okay, we're gonna break down Bioshocks more in future because there are some strong opinions here. Uh, like, yeah, this, this, is this is what I thought was gonna happen. I think Bioshock One and Two fantastic games, but just the combat is is good they gave you a lot of cool things to do but i don't think they just they gelled together properly number three infinite i really enjoyed infinite when it first came out but that game has aged so poorly the gameplay is shit it it, infinite gameplay is terrible Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. just the combat and everything like that like, the fact that there are like boss areas and they lock you into a room and there is like a place you can get health at any time means you you kind of feel invincible and like Keelan said you play it for its story but and now the ending of the story is fantastic it's, it's incredible really, really kind of the incredible. writing is incredible the DLC but, the way they wrap mm-hmm. the entire franchise up <laughs> is incredible and it's there's a few uh, social topics and again, I'll go into this more more detail in the future. A few social topics they want to delve into, and they do such a surface level job on them that they kind of go against the point I think they were trying to make with a lot of it. They use a lot of it as just it feels like it, it, it feels just like feel right. Yeah, it feels like it was marketing or something like where they're like, we're going to tackle racism. Yeah, and you then get, there's you like, get okay. to choose whether you want to throw this baseball. At the interracial couple, or at the man asking you to throw the baseball at them, which one? And there will you is no choose? bearing on it. It's like, did this Nothing game matters. have now? Oh my god, I'm, I'm about to just yeah. open up a haunt's nest here. Yeah, let's, it reminds let's... me of the film Joker, where it wanted Ooh. to touch upon things, but maybe not delve into them too much. Hey, everyone, let's uh, no. ignore Jesse here. And let's continue the conversation around bio. Yeah. I'm the real yeah, yeah. yeah still, you know what I mean? Still, I still have a lot of fun playing all the games. Don't get me wrong. I just feel like Infinite is, just like I said about Mass Effect 2 and 3, it's just like such a watered down, like just mass marketed kind of, yeah. yeah. Funny that you said watered down for Bioshock. Hey, oh. Let's go to the here because ne- Joey had a few. Joey's next point is just as controversial, I think. Um, I agree. Josh? Joey's next point. 
No, so, so do you think Bioshock isn't oh, that sorry. fun? <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, I really love Bioshock. Josh is in so much pain right now. I yeah. am. I, I can't remember what the question was. <laughs> he lo- he looks Bioshock really isn't that fun. Now stick to that oh. word fun. It's not good. Is it fun? Bioshock is incredibly fun. All right, right, whatever. Get him off the show. Really sorry. (laughs) I want like a big like when there's like um, vaudeville act hooks to come out. It's one of my favorite first person shooters because it feels so good being able to pop off a plasmid and then whack someone with a wrench. My God, we're so (laughs) we we're gonna have words soon, Lauren. (laughs) What do you reckon? Yeah, I agree. Not fun. Uh, A slog to get through and interesting stories, but in terms of like. Fuck yeah, my, I'm playing this and it's great. Feels good. Nah, it's not that. It's not that at all. Simon? I disagree. I think uh, Bioshock was very fun when I played through Infinite. I had a great time. All right. And Keelan? Um, I had a great time with Bioshock 1, less so Bioshock 2, but I had a terrible time. It was not fun playing Bioshock 3. Okay. Well, Can't separate them. Joey's next point... Skyrim is more fun in theory. Let me speak as the person who owns 20 billion copies of Skyrim. Yes, he's right. I agree. Absolutely right. As another person who owns, uh, hang on, uh, Xbox 360, PC, PC Special Edition, and the Switch version. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Joey, you you were spot on. Skyrim is not a fun game because the fun parts, the fun story beats, the fun missions are hidden away as fucking side quest the main uh, story jesse jesse no, no 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 jesse jesse the the thing is it's not fun now in 2020 mm-hmm. i didn't have fun in when it first came out 11 it was fun no. it was yeah. awesome because there was very little out there like it i think just because i agree with that that's a very good point i agree with yeah. that but is it I, kind I of like, like it was pro storm situation is like it was fun because it was the funnest thing at the time is that what made it fun because it was the best that was available at the time I mean, no, because, I mean, there's always been fun video games. It doesn't matter what year you look at it, right? There's always been a fun video game out there. But I think Skyrim was the first RPG. I think what Josh was trying to say is, like, the proto-Witcher 3. I was going to say Breath of the Wild, my man. Ah, well... (laughs) (laughs) I I think we're on the same page, though. Yeah, yeah, I, I would agree. I think it was the first proper open RPG of the recent generation. Yeah, I because found- you had you had Oblivion, which was open world RPG. You had Morrowind, which was open world RPG. But Skyrim was the first modern one that we genuinely sort of sunk our teeth into. Yeah, I'm gonna say so something it- here that I don't think will make any sense, as most things I say. Yeah, pretty much. Skyrim. <laughs> Skyrim is not a fun game, but people managed to have fun with it. So whenever I spoke to people who really like Skyrim, they will tell me of these things that they did that had nothing to do with the story, nothing about what the game wanted you to do. They were sort of breaking it and f- fucking around with w- the elements given within the game. That's oh, where they were like deriving the fun from. Uh, Breath of I, the Wild? Right. Mm-hmm. If I may also, right, the biggest example of that means that that's actually pr- a pretty good game. GTA. Mm. It's Every an emergent right, system. It's look at GTA, a sandbox for you to exactly. play inside and experiment with. Exactly. Exactly. Oh, with, GTA, though, with GTA, though, you I have am. fun with the missions. There are fun missions uh, in 
It depends on the GTA game. Yeah. Like, Do y'all remember that mission in GTA Vice City where you got to fly that little toy helicopter? Yes. Oh, my Right. Fuck that. What about, what about, what about the one in San Andreas where you just got to follow it. the damn train, CJ? Yeah. <laughs> Great. Not that fun. fun. Not good. It's, are you telling me that riding a motorbike on the top of a train to get a jar of alien piss? I'm pretty sure it's that same mission where you're trying to get the alien piss or whatever it is. Are you telling me that's not fun, Simon? Because well, if someone no, came up to me and knocked you, on my door and said, hey, if see the dirt bike, I need to go ride this shitty metro train and grab a jar of alien piss. I'm like, done. Let me get my pants. But- the thing is, is that it wasn't the the gameplay itself in that sequence was not fun. You had to do the shooting because Big Smoke was fucking useless. You had to keep driving oh, at the yeah, correct pace. If you went too fast or too slow, you would lose the train. And it wasn't fun. You had to nail that jump because if you fucked up that jump, you instantly died and had to restart the mission. That was not fun. No, I'm, ta- I'm putting on my little judge wig and I'm saying that your argument for Skyrim being fun is that you couldn't let, you couldn't let him keep up with a damn train. <laughs> there were no trains in Skyrim. What are you talking about? Yeah. I, 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 yes, they yeah, were. Tom was All the my engine. dragons were trains. Yeah, we Let's put to a vote. Uh, I, I, I agree. I, I don't think it is it is a fun game. I'm not saying it's a bad game. I, I love a lot about Skyrim, but fun. I never really had that much fun with it. Uh, Josh, what do you reckon? Um, I agree 100%. Uh, I speak with Lauren often about when I'm looking at my shelf and I'm like, I want to play this game again. And she's like, you're insane. <laughs> but um, I kind of do the same though. I look at it and I'm like, mm. Skyrim often comes up as a game that I never actually um, dived into that much. I never really enjoyed it much. I didn't particularly even enjoy open world games a whole bunch until Breath of the Wild showed me about like, that's a whole other story. I, until I played Breath of the Wild, I couldn't enjoy this kind of game. Um, but after that, um, I, I really want to return to Skyrim because the idea of role-playing as a like Viking and running through this place with a massive two-handed axe and just destroying people. Like that's such like a power that's what fantasy. Assassin's Creed is for. That's, that's how that's how I did my first playthrough, and fuck me, it was such a good introduction to the Elder Scrolls and, series. And that's I like, had so much fun. That I love that because that's exactly what I want to do with that game, and it comes up so often as something that I want to play. Um, I never, you know, I always get distracted. I want to play Devil May Cry Five. You know, I want to do all this other stuff. But <laughs> man, yeah, the idea of playing through that game in that way is incredibly appealing to me. Lauren, yay, yay or nay or whatever. Yay. Because uh, open world games are my jam and uh, I make my own fun with open world games more so than I do with linear experiences. Hmm. Simon, I think you're, you're, that, you're saying bitch. it is fun. I'm right. I'm going to agree because I have more fun coming up with stupid shit that you can do in yes. Skyrim. Exactly. Than finding trouble. Your basic, like, yeah, you you take the basic building blocks, throw it in a blender, and you come up with something fucking weird, mm. and it is great. And I mean, like, like, you do get bored more with open world games than linear experiences, like, as in absolutely. I've been running around for four hours now, and I have no idea what the hell I'm supposed to be doing. I'm going to turn it off for now. Whereas, like, you know, obviously linear experience, it's like, well, hey, what was I doing? Well, before? hey, I've just beat Resident Evil Two again. I'm going to start again, I suppose. Yeah. yeah, but you get but, trophies. Mean- <laughs> Not the same. Garam, give me trophies. <laughs> Last vote, Keelan, what do you lot. reckon? Yeah or nay? So so the the question originally was Skyrim is more fun in theory, yes. this the statement rather, right? Yeah. Okay, I agree with that statement. Skyrim, the idea of playing Skyrim 
just gets me so excited. Then, and then you actually play, play and it's like hundred percent agree. Yeah, I, I always find I always find once you reach sort of like the level twenty ish mark is where it starts to feel more and more like chore. The first like 10, 15 levels are really fun, and then it starts to slow down after that. And I think I've only ever gotten past like level thirty, I think four times. I've had about eighteen different characters. Enemies also scale right with your level. Yes, yes, yeah. Yes. So that instantly makes it not appealing at all because there's no way yeah, of becoming stronger you know <laughs> like yeah. mm. all right let's roll on to uh this one this one's from joey porter and our friend discount peaches um you can find her over on twitch she's been streaming animal crossing and mario kart and all sorts of good she actually tends to her village in animal crossing which is bizarre Madness. um so yeah go check out discount peaches they both say some pokemon games are better in 2d so let's just boil this down were the 2d games better than the 3d games Pokemon. Now let's stick to the trainer games. Let's forget Pokemon Stadium and blah blah blah. Let's stick to the core games. So they went 3D. I will hold my I tongue like, until the end. I feel like that's unfair because there's so many more 2D games. Correct. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a handful I mean, more. Like the we, last, we know, the last we know Pokemon the game. Not go that many. Like my favorite but, Pokemon games were all 2D games. But it, you know? were they were they better nostalgia? because they were 2D? Black and white, man. Hot gold and soul silver. So, so when did it, when did they first jump to 3D? When did that jump happen? Um, 3DS. that was Generation Six X and Y. X and Y. Okay. 3DS. Now, I love the jump to 3D. I think it's really cool. However, we have. I think we've never had a proper 3D Pokemon game because these feel like 3D versions of the 2D games. So when They're the 2D half games measures. were first, yeah, exactly. When the 2D games were first made, there were certain limitations that they had, and you had to adhere to them. Then the games made the jump to 3D and are still sticking to the limitations that they could bypass. Like, they, you can go so much further with 3D. We just Absolutely. got a fucking camera. We just got a free camera in certain areas in the game. <laughs> what? Because Sword and Shield isn't a good game. That's a completely different argument, though. Um, we'll save but, that but one like, for it, another it, day. You know, that, that's, that's like a four-hour episode. Okay? Of me just going off. Um, just leave you alone the, in a room. The 3D yeah. games have been held back by the 2D games and because of Pokemon's demand for nostalgia, yet also the demand for wanting something new. The Pokemon fans confused me. I am part of that mess as well. Yeah. But that's just me. We, let's not get into Sword and Shield too much because, yeah, no, this is definitely another episode. But, but do we can think- I, Can I open up my, my little lid? Just a little bit, just a corner, just a little bit. Yeah, 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 yeah. just, just, just let a the little air, air sleep in, just a little. This is like at the end of uh, Indiana Jones, like, can we just open up Here's the arc the a little bit to see what happened? And their faces still <laughs> melted off. Yeah, well, yeah. look, um, <laughs> short condensed version of my very in-depth complicated opinion is the Pokemon games stopped being fun when they turned to 3D. It's a gradual drop-off. It's, it's a bell curve. Um, and X and Y is where it started to drop in terms of fun. And is that just, just like the main story kind of thing? Like they're putting less effort into like the campaign and nah. the post game stuff, or do you mean nah. battles themselves, like battle mechanics? Battles themselves. I'm by uh, look, I think the best thing X and Y did was introduce the fairy typing. Um, other than that, it was pretty shit. It wow. wasn't a bad game. I enjoyed but playing like, through it. What wasn't X and fun y. about it? Like, what? Where was the fun drop? Is it because the three, the two D games almost feel more childlike? So they have Not an me. inherent level, like an inherent feeling and vibe of being fun. 
I feel like with with the two D games, it feels more like it feels more like a like an actual RPG. It feels more like a hey, We're this is you, this is this is your party, go out there. If you take a wrong turn and you end up in a zone where the Pokemon are much higher the level than you, well, tough shit, buddy. You're all out of luck, and your Pokemon are gonna fucking die, and that's your fault. Whereas after it turned to 3D, it sort of roadblocked any of that. It started happening in Generation 4, became a bit more apparent in Generation 5, and then Generation 6, you literally couldn't pass through part of the first major city because reasons. I feel like they, they've been doing that since, like, Gen 3. Gen 3, it's, it happened yeah. in, like, one or two places. Gen 4, it happened a couple more times. Gen 5, again, oh, a little bit more. And then Gen 6 is just straight up, like, a now you're not allowed to pass it, you're not cool enough. Because, like, it's I, like, I agree, like, the last 2D games, like, Black and White, were, like, my favorite. <laughs> like, just, but that was, that's less to do with the graphics and the art style and stuff. I feel like that just had a more interesting... Um, world to kind of journey through and there was better Absolutely. progression uh, and um yes. they had a greater emphasis on the original monsters instead of returning like gen one monsters um i i think that's fair yeah i and i i i just personally think that 2d games were like generation four was my absolute favorite pokemon generation and it slowly but surely started to decline since then. I did very much enjoy Generation 5. I think X and Y, uh, sorry, uh, Black and White were very good, mm-hmm. uh, very enjoyable. Yeah. X and Y were okay, but nothing was a challenge. It's, they stopped pressing you. They stopped making things difficult. And it was like a just mash A to win kind I think, of. I think all the Pokemon games have been like that because I've done that for all generations. Just because you're bad at Pokemon. But I beat them. Right? But I mean, yeah, I you still got them. through them. Yeah, I still got through but, them. But the thing is, is that it is, as you said, still like a child's game in the sense that, well, look, we're going to have to sort of let you get past at some point. And you can you can brute force your way through everything by just leveling up enough. But that doesn't make for a fun gameplay mechanic. That doesn't make for fun experiences. I've had great gym battles against, like, against gym leaders that are, like, four or five levels higher than my best Pokemon. And I'm in, like, the orange health, and he's still in green, yeah. and I'm like, oh, shit, I've got, like, I have no one left. I have no no potions left. I'm, this is my last-ditch effort. And then your Pokemon goes first and gets a critical hit, and it kills him. It was like, ah, oh, that was amazing. And I had that, like, real, like, fuck, yes, that was such a cool moment that... I, I experienced and then it's just like oh yeah you get a critical hit every every turn because you know all right you, you get you get it for free we're gonna put a, you just get it now. we're gonna put a pin on the pokemon conversation because this is a whole episode <laughs> within itself quick vote 2d games or 3d games which are better i think the 3d ones are better and they're going in a better direction if they allow themselves to be 3d games josh i agree i think like if the 3d games were given the like you know they're a looser leash to kind of go yep. be their own thing and get to have do fun things. Just like you said, Jesse, I think I feel like they could be great. Um, but as it stands, the two D games are like are some of my, like there's some of my favorite games ever in that lot. Um, whereas the three D games, I struggle to beat a lot of them. Lon, mm-hmm. no, I agree with that. Two D games are where it's at for me in my mind with Pokemon. Um, but yeah, they, they could possibly make a three D title uh, coming up be great. But mm-hmm. I just don't. If yeah. it ha- didn't happen with Sword and Shield, it's not going to happen for another five generations, probably. Yeah, Simon, I feel like you lean towards two D. Uh, yeah, hundred percent. I think the last good, like great Pokemon game was two D, um, and yeah, three D has potential. 
they can explore it as as Josh has said, you know, like if they allow 3D games to take their own form, awesome. We could have something really fucking cool. The Monster Hunter until world then. of Pokemon games. Right. Absolutely. Like the Breath of the Wild of Pokemon games. Give me that. Gillen? Give me that. Uh, I've got no horse in this race. <laughs> you mean no rapid ash in this race? Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say that, but I thought that was too nerdy. It is. That's why I said it. Oh, no. How dare you seem nerdy on a video game podcast? <laughs> Um, okay, and the last question, we're going to go through this one really quickly from Khaled Hamoud. What up, Khaled? D-pad is the only way to play Mario or side-scroller games. Now, for clarity, he likes either, um, but that's because the D-pads on c- controllers aren't as good as they used to be, which is true. The D-pads have been forgotten. They're, j- they're there. I would they are now I would politely disagree with the D-pads not being good because the- I think um, the Xbox Switch- is the only console that has stuffed that up. Yeah, um, the Switch Pro controller is the nicest D-pad I think I've ever used, straight up. But I agree I agree with his statement overall. I do agree with his statement. I think um, playing 2D Mario games, it feels weird to use a control stick. I, I, and I much prefer the, control, uh, the D-pad. Mm-hmm. I disagree, but I think the reason I disagree is because I came into gaming later than you guys did. So I have a lot more nostalgia still with the with using an, a, a shock like a stick mm-hmm. so I, I i can play these games without like- having that weird connection that should be it should be a d-pad or shouldn't mm. i feel the same as you jesse i feel like especially with mario i know he's saying side scrollers side scrolling marios really specifically but like yeah i started with the uh, I started with the Game Boy Color, which is only d-pad but i started with nintendo 64 which like obviously when you play mario 64 it's much like it's it's only available with the joystick itself, um, but I think it kind of depends on how the movement feels in the game itself. Like obviously, a side scroller, yeah. if you're only yeah. going that direction or that direction, or up, down, or like that, sometimes the half measures on the joy. The I, I go to joystick instantly because of that same reason that you said. Like I kind of grew up with joysticks in place of anything else, um, but you just got to flesh it out. You know, because there are sometimes like, uh, for example, in uh, Pokemon Mystery Dungeon on the Switch, the one that just came out, the is that a the remake, remake as well? Probably, yeah, 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 yeah that was. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, like I remember playing that with the uh, joystick first off, and I was like, this does not feel right because I'm getting such slight movements with the joystick, but it's going on like an eight <laughs> axis or whatever, and it's just just doesn't feel right. Depends I, um, on the game. My. My counter argument, though, would be for a game which is very precision platforming based, such as Celeste, I think you need the curves that mm. a joystick can provide. Yeah, absolutely. And a, yeah, and a control I agree. Um, the analog nature of a joystick, um, it gives you more control. So it, obviously it mm-hmm. depends on the game, but yeah. I think it's better. So I, I disagree with I, that statement I, entirely. I agree that, yeah, it depends on the game. For example, yeah. like Crash 4, like um, with I, I can jump between them a bit in the Insane Trilogy and the earlier titles when they would like, you know, add in the DualShock support with a Platinum edition or re-release or whatever. But um, yeah, here it's like the game is designed for an analog stick. Um, his momentum is based yeah. around that. His positioning is based around that. Um, and it feels so good. <laughs> like this I is think- like the first time it's felt that good in a traditional like crash kind of game. And it like... I think games that were made for D-pad, like back in the day, were made solely for D-pad, can be played either way. 
However, games made nowadays that analog sticks are, are the norm can't be played with D-pad. You can't play a Spelunky with D-pad. You, you can't play Super I mean, Mario Bros. I take that back. I, I can't fucking play Spelunky with anything right now because that game's impossible. Yeah. It's the hardest game ever fucking made. Goddamn bats. Goddamn robots. Goddamn lava. You know what I mean? Let's put this to a vote. I'm fired up now, Carla. God damn it. I'm going to say... Uh, yeah, I disagree. You can play, play, with, play with a stick. Josh? Yeah. I disagree. Like, play how you want to play. But I get it. I 100% get it. Mon? Disagree. It depends on the game. Depends on the feel. Simon? I mean, if I could do a half measure at agree, then I would. You cannot. Um... <laughs> so I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna stick to my guns and I'm gonna back Carl it up here. Hey. I agree. <gasps> and kill. <laughs> oh, I disagree. <laughs> cop four v one. Cop, cop that, Carl. <laughs> yeah, that <laughs> was so, Carl, so much back, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> Take that. Now, I I think I think a prime example would be like the um like Mario Maker uh two on the Switch. If you're playing. Any of the modes other than the Mario 3D World mode, it feels way better using the D-pad than it does a control stick. All right, let's wrap it up there. You guys have listened to us babble on for long enough. (laughs) So if you want to hear more of such babbling, we're on Spotify and iTunes. So subscribe and leave us a review while you're there. Check out. Check out. Check out. Check out. Hmm. Fuck that up, didn't I? At the start of the show, I'm like, you know what I'm good at? The outros. Take that fucking back, don't I? Check out Fan Critical Podcasts. They are much more professional. They can do intros and outros a lot better than I can. And they're also available on all good podcasting services. Go check them out. Um, They are currently going through Lovecraft Country. So if you're watching that, give them a listen. If you're not watching that, give them a listen. Um, if you want to check out they have loads of great stuff (laughs) if you want to keep up to date with all of the big gaming news and even some of the small gaming news uh, check out storymodegaming.com putting up new articles every day and all sorts of content we're on all your socials we're on twitter at storymodeoz instagram now at storymodegaming and facebook at storymodegamingoz now Lauren we're we're doing a thing on facebook is a thing happening yeah it's where I live you can come come hang out with me because I'm lonely. It's I'm where I live. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What was that? Except, except your auntie's Facebook friend request. I don't know what that was. But what was that? You got taken over. My dog, Zuckerberg, was that you? <laughs> <laughs> My zero Oculus, one, zero, zero, one, one. I don't want it anymore. <laughs> oh, oh Lauren, what do we got going down? I, uh, yeah, so uh, we uh, so we just just finished up as we said before our. Crash Bandicoot 4, hell, it's about time. Uh, uh, I was going to say podcast. We're not doing a podcast on that. We're doing it. We did a competition mm-hmm. and the winner is uh, looking forward to his game in the mail. So congratulations Yay. to Cameron Newton. Well done. You won that one. Uh, but we are going to launch. So by the time you listen to this, it would have already have launched. Um, brand new competition. Haven't quite figured out exactly how I'm going to do it yet, but it's going to be the same kind of premise. Jump on over to our Facebook page and you can get in the running to win a copy of PlayStation 5 launch title, Miles Morales for PlayStation 5. I said that already. That's Um, so good. (laughs) But yeah, head on over there and uh, it'll be the pinned pinned, uh, comment, pinned topic. I can't speak. Pinned thing. It's going to be on the page. It's going to be in the front of the page. Uh, so go over there, check out the details and enter yourself in there to win 
a copy of Miles Morales on launch on launch day for PlayStation 5. Hells yeah. So make sure you yeah. check, check us out on Facebook at Slowbro Gaming Oz to make sure you're up to date with that and all of our socials and stuff like that. Uh, we're also on Patreon. I'm on there. And Lauren runs it all. If you want to go talk yeah. shit about I'm not allowed to um, chat on social media anymore <laughs> after having a go at someone for their wrong opinion on Pokemon. Oof. <laughs> <laughs> but you can talk to Simon via the Discord run by Simon Edwards. If you want yes. to get access to that, check us out on Patreon, search up Fan Critical, and chuck a couple of bucks our way. You can go talk to him about. Pokemon and Nickelback and how they're basically the same thing. I don't know how that works, but whatever. That's the hill I'm going to die on. And how Animal Crossing New Horizons is the equivalent of Sims 4. (laughs) Whatever that means. It's like saying, oh yeah, Crash Bandicoot is the pepper of spices. Like what? Like it's not spicy? I guess. No, but it actually has equivalency. It's like a false equivalency. Let me me restate that. It's kind of like a Kotaku writer saying... Crash Bandicoot 4 is the Dark Souls of Crash Bandicoot games. <laughs> okay, okay, touche. Oh, that. All right, let's wrap it up. So I'm not going to get through all of you individually. You all, you, we, we all know what's up. Thanks, everyone, for joining you. Thank you. In, in, thank you for listening to us ramble on shit. And thanks, for everyone, for listening. Um, yeah, we'll uh, catch you next week. Be nice to each other and go play some games. Stay cool. And if you're not cool... Become cool. Get, get cool. I did it. I'm better for I, it. I would recommend a, a good fan. Mm. Good fan critical. Fan critical. What? <laughs> Peace out. <laughs> Bye. 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 Alien Kiss Simulator 2020.